Welcome to Murder, She Don't, the movie podcast where we watch horror films because he likes them. But she don't. But then we talk about them because she does like talking. And he does too, as long as it's about horror movies. Today we are going to talk about The Cabin in the Woods, a 2011 American <laughs> horror film <laughs> written uh, by Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard, directed by Drew Goddard. Okay, at least it wasn't directed by Joss Whedon. Yeah, he just, he wrote part of it. Yeah, let's... Uh, he was producer on it too. Let's go ahead and do a disclaimer. We are, we used to be the biggest stands of his... Um, mm-hmm. Firefly, Buffy, yes. oh, like. so much. Um, however, it, it's it's not enough to. Well, I separate the art from the artist. No, he's a piece of shit, and he doubled down on his shittiness. So mm, yeah, we're we're good without him. However, we did want to do Cabin in the Woods because the past few movies have had that Cabin in the Woods theme, mm-hmm. and I've now have watched. We went to the theaters to see this one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had like all of the jokes <laughs> and the like nods um that are there for horror movie fans I did not get in mm-hmm. the theater. I was just like, eh, it's, it's a fine movie, whatever. Now I do because it's like... been two almost two almost two years of two doing full this, yeah. years of, of doing this podcast where you get to torture me every week. Yay. So yeah, it's it hit different this time, but uh, I did want to go ahead and, and, and put that disclaimer in. Yeah, we, we do not support Joss Whedon, but I, I do like this movie. So. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm glad he didn't direct yeah. it. Uh, this uh, movie came out in 2011 slash 2012. And before we get into the story and everything, we need to talk about uh, content warning. Sure. And there's nudity. Mm-hmm. Drug use. Uh huh. Stonin and bonin. Stonin and or bonin. And <laughs> uh there's a there's a buckets of blood. Yeah. I mean it's not it's not like the torture porn stuff that um uh, we might watch one of those next week. Oh god, no, 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 um, no, no. That that oh, sounds horrible. This is kind of a satire of those. Uh, but it also has buckets of blood. Like, yeah, they have. They literally have the shining elevator. Yeah, and it, it's it's, it's well, more projectile yeah. than just like it's it's not a, out of it's it. not blood squishing out of the elevator. It's monsters, but they make a bunch of blood when they get down there. Yeah, that's pretty much most of it. I mean, it's made by a piece of shit, or yeah. at least partially by a piece of shit. Yeah, I don't think Drew Goddard's a bad person, as far as I know. And then, would you recommend this one? I mean, sure, if you, only if you have have a, a fair amount of horror movie tropes in your arsenal, like if mm-hmm. you are a connoisseur of If sorts. you've been paying attention for the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you would, uh, you would enjoy this one. Um, without that kind of background knowledge, like I said, it just didn't, I was just like. It's eh. just a horror movie without knowing movie. what all those, yeah. Right. And. It it you could tell that it was a horror movie for horror movie fans. Mm-hmm. It's like understanding it's an inside joke without getting the inside joke. Right. So that's kind of annoying. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you know enough about horror movies, sure. Yeah, if you've been watching with us for the last couple of years, at this point, I think you'll like this one. Yeah. Um, I like this movie a lot. It's really unfortunate that... Joss Whedon, and there's some like behind the scenes stuff with this movie too, not like what he did, but like 
in terms of it kind of got delayed release and they kind of shelved it for a couple of years and like by the time the movie actually came out the guy who played one of the characters had become thor and everybody's like oh it's thor and and then another one of the characters became avery on gray's anatomy and i was like is that avery he's so baby-faced oh my god he's so young <laughs> uh, i recommend on this one i like this one a lot Okay, so... Huge spoiler warnings. <laughs> uh, if it, Like, we always do the spoiler-free recommend. I would... Uh, seriously, if you want to get the full enjoyment out of this movie, do watch not it. listen. Yeah, watch it beforehand. Yeah. Do we start off in the warehouse? It starts off, yeah. There's uh, uh, Citizen and Hadley. Okay. And they're talking about how something failed in Stockholm. And they're played by pretty uh, it's, um, famous dudes. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, God, what is his name? Um... Bradley Whitford. Yeah, there you go. Because he was in Get Out as well. And then uh, the other guy is Richard Jenkins. Okay. Yeah, but like they've been character actors. Yeah, they've been in a million things. Uh, Richard Jenkins actually is in Let Me In, the remake of the Let the Right One In. He was. uh, Okay. And who's in The Shape of Water, too? I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, it starts with them talking, and it's like they're in suits, you know, shirt and tie, and. They're talking about it, and they're talking about other departments. Oh, the Kim department. Oh, this department. Blah, 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 blah. And you're not really getting what... You're not sure what's going on yet. Right. But they, they seem like military intel, some, something along those lines because of the their surroundings. Their office building isn't like a luxury office, a high-rise office. You can tell it's office. underground. It's underground. It, a lot of cement, a lot of like um, golf carts to get yes, to, to, get to from, one place to another. Because it's such a large place. Right. It's it's basically a complex. And so it starts off with them. And then they're talking about how, you know, we have the, the, the best rating, 100% or whatever. And it's just us in Japan, us in Japan. And because like they, they mentioned something about how Sweden failed. And so yeah. now that's going to put them against the wall. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, we, we won't fail. We have a 100% rating or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some cockiness going on. Uh, there is a girl in, or a woman, excuse me, in the Kim department that is basically shitted on by these guys. Like, they're talking mess to her back and forth. And she's like, we'll get it together. We're fine. Blah, 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 blah. And her, uh, she's played by Amy Acker, who, if you're familiar with Angel, she was a major character on that. It flashes to a girl in her underwear getting ready for a weekend away. And it's obvious that they're in college. She's kind of packing and her roommate shows up and her roommate's blonde now, which comes into like the only reason why I say it is because it comes into play later. Mm -hmm. Oh, good Lord. And so they're talking and it's obvious that she, the girl in the underwear, the brunette girl, the main girl, the final girl spoiler alert is had an inappropriate relationship with a professor of hers dana dana thank you and jules Um, is the uh blonde blonde yeah it's evident that there was lines crossed and jules mentions that he broke up with her over email and so she's just kind of not wanting whatever and jules is with thor Mm -hmm. whose Uh, actual like character name is kurt kurt And so Jules and Kurt are the couple, the like solidified, established couple in this movie. And of course, they have somebody to set up Dana with. Mm -hmm. So 
Avery shows up, the guy who plays Avery on Grey's Anatomy, whose character in this is named... Holden. Holden, thank you. And so Holden is supposed to be the setup. Like, they both make comments to it, like, oh, I guess you know, wedding bells are going to chime or whatever. And <laughs> there, she's like, I'm just not really looking for anything. And he's super respectful about it. And then when they're packing up the RV, we meet Marty. Marty. I will always remember his name. He is the quintessential fifth wheel that you need for these movies, apparently. And But he is like, if there's any fifth wheel that you need, it's him. He drives up with a huge ass bong he's driving the car huge ass bong like hot box the car he gets out clouds are billowing out and he closes down the bong so it looks just like a travel coffee mug <laughs> it's amazing and they're I like you're gonna thing. get you're gonna get arrested this and that and whatever and he's like eh, whatever they're scared to pull over a guy with a bong because you know they're not they're not sure what's gonna come out at them so all of them are like super intelligent um jules wants to be like she's pre-med she wants to be a doctor um kurt is a sociology major Mm -hmm. but he's the jock of the crew yeah he's also the jock the athlete yes but he's a sociology major like it's it's it, it comes back up later so he's you know more he's like a big brother to dana and it's really funny because he's kind of like telling her like hey it's gonna be okay and by the way you don't have any pants on and she's like oh my god oh my god and she freaks out but it's like he doesn't care about that because it's yeah. a big brother type of situation with them and then uh marty is the stoner but he's fucking intelligent like mm -hmm. super like on the ball witty has his wits about him like the pot only makes him stronger <laughs> and but you know you got your stone and you got your your bone in like you, you kind of can see where this is going. So they drive out to Kurt's cousin's cabin, cabin in, in the, the woods. woods and they go through this mountain where it um, has a tunnel and carved out in the side of a mountain. Mm -hmm. And but before they get there, they stop at the gas station. Oh, yeah. They, the Harbinger. Yeah. They have to they have to talk to Mordecai, oh, Morty. Who, who is um off like the crazy yeah. the, cra the crazy guy in all the jason movies uh what, what was the yeah. i can't remember the character's name but like he's the crazy guy who threatened like oh you need and to watch out there's a very strong religious tone to it mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then they go to the and he calls jules a whore and yeah. they're like excuse me what and then they get back in the car and it's like okay so they leave they go through the tunnel and while they go through the tunnel we see this cgi eagle and it goes and then it goes and it sizzles against the the wall the barrier there, yeah there's a barrier that like a computer screen set up to look like sky and everything but it's it's all part of the plan the plan da, da, da. so then you're like okay and it keeps going back to uh bradley whitford's character uh, uh, sorry, hadley. uh hadley yeah and um, then Sitterson is the other one. Right. And so you hear them talking and you, you hear them kind of whatever. And they get to the cabin. And this is where you 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 realize that they're connected in some way. You're not quite sure how yet, but they're they're connected. Holden goes into his room and there's a really creepy picture with like lots of blood and, and like... There's a painting, yeah. Yeah. And so he picks up the picture and takes it off the wall, and it turns out it was covering up a two-way mirror or a one-way mirror. It's one way because he he you he she can't see him. Yeah, but he can he can see her, and she starts undressing, and so he's like, uh, 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 stop, stop, and he like 
you know, thinks about it for a second and kind of battles, but he's a good guy. So he's like, uh, I could see you. And she's like, what? And so they call everybody in there of like, this is weird. What kind of stuff was your cousin into? Like, this is so strange. And they're like, ah, whatever. And so he's like, well, we need to switch rooms because like, not that I would, I, I put the picture back, but you would feel more comfortable in this room. And she's like, yeah, thanks. Like she hadn't even thought about that part. She was just like, why is there a one-way mirror? So they switch rooms or whatever, and they go swimming in the lake. They, um, uh, Marty's gonna he gets stoned. get stoned, yeah. like, perpetually. And they play Truth or Dare. And so Dana... And they're all pretty either stoned or drunk or drunk and stoned. Yes. And uh, Jules calls on Dana, and Dana is... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I can't forget about the makeout scene yeah, here so weird. with the wolf head on the wall. Um, Marty dares Jules, and Jules has to make out with this mounted wolf's head. Yes, which he the... keeps. He's like, make out with the moose, and they're like, that's clearly a wolf. Like, how stoned are you? It's a pomegranate. It's not a pomegranate. You want to try my? Oh, grapefruit. I don't know my fruits. <laughs> That's that's Marty right now. She makes out with a wolf. She calls on Dana. Dana is like, um, and Kurt is like, truth. What? I'm just skipping because she's going to dare you to do something that you don't want to do. You're going to chicken out and say, oh, I meant truth. I'm just saving us some time. And so she's like, no, give me a dare. And she dares her to go down. Well, as they're making the dare, yeah. the cellar door. cellar door pops open really loudly and somebody's like, hey, the the wind must have blown it open. <laughs> Just like an <laughs> evil dead. Yeah. The wind? We're inside. What are you talking about? Uh, anyway, so yeah, they dare her to like go down to the basement and, you know, whatever. So she goes down with her flashlight and she's looking around and she gets everybody scared. Everybody joins her. Yeah, she gets scared by a picture. So everybody comes down to look. And there's just this place is packed full of stuff. Trinkets. Trinkets all over the place. There is a jewelry box with a dancing ballerina. Mm -hmm. There is a kind of puzzle ball. Mm -hmm. Kind of a la... Um, Hellraiser. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you. And there is a conch yes. shell. Yes. And around this time, we're also cutting back and forth. We get to see some of what Hadley uh, and uh, Sitterson are yes. doing. And it turns out they're keeping tabs on them of like, oh, they switched rooms. Yeah. And, and so they have to like call they down. They have to call down and do some stuff. And they're also taking bets <laughs> for something. And we're not sure exactly what it is yet, but uh -huh. they're taking bets. There's and, a merman involved, we know. Yeah. And so it turns out what, what they're doing is taking bets as to what the kids are going to call upon. Like, what monster are they going to call? Each one of these items mm -hmm. has a different monster associated with and it. And there's a big pool, right? Yeah. And uh, so they ended up, uh, Dana finds a journal. Yes. And she's re she starts reading through the journal and calls everybody over. So they put down each one of their items that they were going to, like, look at. Yeah. Uh, Marty was looking at film, like, from film stock. Um Jules was looking at a wedding dress and a necklace. Mm -hmm. um, and Kurt, she was just about the about to put the necklace on. Kurt had the conch and he was yes. going to blow in it. And then, and then he, Holden oh, he had it them. down. Hadley <laughs> yeah. was so bad. 
But yeah, so she's reading the thing, and it turns out like the, her journal entry, or whatever, and she reads the evil incantation. And the whole time, Marty's like, "What are you doing? Stop doing that!" And they're Damn, like, "What's I'm up with you?" I'm drawing a line in the sand. Don't read the Latin. Yeah, and uh, while that, while he's saying that sort of thing, we we kind of see back and forth with uh, the guys downstairs that they're like, "What's what's up with the the guy? Like, what's up with this weed? Is it he's just immune to it or what?" Uh, anyway. They call the chemi- chemistry yeah, department, they... and they're like, we laced his weed with so much stuff. So they start piping in, like, hormones, hormones and, and, like, uh... pheromones and, and stuff that makes the jock act jockier. Yeah. And Marty even says, like, that's not him. He's a sociology major. Yeah, and, he's like... usually not such a dick. He called, this, he called Holden an egghead. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, he's an egghead. Yeah. And Jules is acting very kind of bimbo and dumb, and they're like, "What is? Why is everybody acting weird?" Dancing in front of the fireplace, and I mean, it's a good ass scene, but yeah. I, and yeah. so, like after reading the thing, and they go back upstairs. Uh, Kurt and Jules decide to go for a walk, and that's when Marty starts going like, "Hey, something's something's weird. Something's going on." The this puppeteers. Is the puppeteers. We aren't who we think we are. Or we something. aren't who we are. Yeah, and so he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for a walk too," and he leaves. And so, Holden and Holden and Dana. Dana, yes, <laughs> the husband bulge. Uh, <laughs> there's a joke in there about a husband bulge. It's really, really fucking funny. Yeah. Marty is the, the guy who plays Marty is um, what's his name? Fran. Yeah, Fran Kranz. Fran Kranz. Um, all right, the guy who plays uh, Marty, Fran Kranz, is really, really funny in this. Fran Kranz. Fran Kranz. <laughs> I hope yeah, I'm Yeah, he's right. perfect. And I, I love this new treatment to the stoner. Yeah. Like, I don't... I hate it when they're like, oh, they're so stoned. The stoners from course... Jason 3, or Friday the 13th 3? Yes. Oh, what were their names? Like Cookie and Cricket or... Not they, Cricket. They both had C Chili. names. Chili and Chili. Charlie? Something like that. Yeah. Um, but Dana and Holden, of course, are like, you are so stoned right now. Mm-hmm. When he starts talking about the puppeteers and we are not who we are and all of this stuff. And he's like, you know, maybe you're right. I'll just go take a walk. He's got a husband bolt. <laughs> <laughs> so he leaves. And uh, they... St- they read the fucking Latin, mm-hmm. and he like like it turns out Holden knows some Latin, so he translates it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. While that's happening, Kurt and Jules are out there making out, and we see the the redneck zombie torture family. Yes. Start coming up out of the ground. What was their name? Um, the Buckners. The Buckners. And it's Patience Buckner is the one who wrote the diary. Yes. And she talks talks about how how she had her arm cut off and eaten. The black room. Yeah, there's the black room where he takes people to, the dad takes people to torture them and kill them because they worship pain. Um, Yeah, there's not a whole lot of, they're they're fleshed out only enough for it to make sense. And there's not a whole lot of like explanation of like, what do you mean they worship pain? Yeah. But it's just That's not the, but yeah, that's not what the movie's about, right? Like it's there to just- Tease you enough with the story that there's a much bigger world to everything yeah. than what's going on. And you're just this like, whole oh, okay, I that. accept this because this is a trope that I have seen. Mm-hmm. You know. And so the Buckners come up and attack Jules and um, Kurt. Kurt. Uh, Jules does show her boobs first, 
which uh, the guys downstairs are very excited about because she's going to show her boobs and every all the guys in the different departments have come up to watch that scene. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, it's too cold. I don't want to. And so everybody's like, ah, which is just another kind of in joke about these movies. Yeah. Uh, because then they get everybody out of the room and they turn up the heat in the in the area. So she does take off her shirt. And he's like the guard who is kind of the point of view character for this movie. He's like a new guard mm-hmm. is like, well, why? Why are you guys so happy that she took her shirt off and like pervs? He's like, no, no, it's not about that. It's. It's what they want. We have to do this. This yeah, is part of the ritual. It's from the people upstairs. Yeah. The Buckners come. They grab Jules, cut her head off. Uh, yeah. They injure Kurt. Kurt. Kurt runs to the house. So they get into the house. They lock the doors. They realize that the zombie family's after them. Uh, Kurt starts like, okay, we'll see. Stick- okay, hold on. There's a really funny scene because Marty goes out to take his walk and he's like trying to talk himself out of like this theory that he's come up with. And we, as the audience, dramatic irony, see the patients, patients coming towards him. And then he turns and she's, like she's in, the shadow. in the shadows. And so he turns back towards the camera and we see her get closer. And then all of a sudden a jump scare because Kurt grabs onto him and he's like, we got to get back inside. Yeah. And then he makes the comment of like, okay, we got to be really smart about this. We got to stay together. We got to lock this place down. Let's go room to room, but we have to stay together. And so as they're running through, the guys downstairs are like, hey. We need some of this Chemistry from the Kim department. department. We have we need stupid juice, and so they like spray in. some in Kurt's face, like through the the vents. And he's like, and he's no. like "No, this isn't right. We need to we need to break. Uh... We can do this faster if we split up." Yeah. So everybody go to your room. Yeah. So and they, then they lock them. In they their all rooms. go to their end of their rooms, and all the doors get locked. And Marty gets attacked from the window. He and grabs his he grabs his coffee, coffee mug, mug, which he bong. You know. He extends into a bat and like a lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, he well he he does it doesn't look like he gets away. It looks like he gets killed. Okay. Because we see when Jules dies, there's some sort of mechanism happening downstairs that breaks a jar of blood and pours it into something. Yes. And then when Marty appears to die, it does that too. But when it that happens, an earthquake happens. Mm-hmm. And we're for what well, we don't know the reason why, but when Marty's happens, an earthquake happens. I thought he jumped back into the room, but he didn't. He ran into the thing. He ran into was... the forest and got stabbed in the back by one of the Buckners. Yeah, they have this like bear trap, like half yeah, of the a dad, bear trap that, yeah. that is on the end of a chain, which I think is a great tool, and mm-hmm. I don't. I think it's underutilized in a lot of films because you know why? Why use this more complicated tool when you have a machete right there? Mm-hmm. Because it's more fucking interesting. That's why. Anyway. So and, he gets bear trapped. And yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, so we it go looks back. like he's... And so it's... Jewel starts getting attacked. And Holden breaks the one-way mirror. Mm-hmm. And gets her into his room. And then they move a piece of furniture to the thing. And they find an, underground, an underground thing in there. So they drop down to there. They realize and, it's the black room yes. where the dad would go to torture people. And they're trying to, like, Kurt is trying to get in. And they're like, go down to the cellar. So he goes down to the cellar and finds them. Another great jump scare. But um, Holden gets bear. Bear trapped, right. Bear trapped as well. And then she, <laughs> Dana, 
fuck. She like stabs him in the eye and he's still moving and she's like, well, fuck. And so she starts stabbing him in she the chest. She gets one of the sword or the knives from the black room yeah. armory. Yeah. And just keeps stabbing the shit out of like, him. Like, is it creepy that they're in the black room? Yeah. But is it convenient because they have all the weapons? Yeah. So, so she stabs the living shit out of him and they're like, oh, what do we do now? And then you see her hand where she's got the knife and there's a little spark of electricity that shocks her. And she drops it. And she drops it, not realizing that she actually got shocked. She's right. just, there's so much going on. And so it like, that's the expo- explanation as to why does the final girl always drop the knife when she doesn't want need to like that. That's why be- she's being controlled. Puppeteers. Yes. So Kurt, uh, Dana and Holden, they're like, fuck it. We're getting out of here. They climb into the RV and start driving towards the exit. Right. They start. And they're not panicking yet because they're like, well, of course it's, but the tunnel has caved in. Right. And then they realize, oh, shit, no, it's not. Yeah, the guys downstairs were supposed to blow up the tunnel, but they haven't. And um, Citizen is like, what the hell do you mean it hasn't blown yet? Very tense scene of him, like, running through the halls, like, get out of the way. hot wiring a car, except it's not a car. It's the control panel to the blowing up thing. And he blows it up just in time, and they have to, like, race out the back of the cave. In reverse. In reverse. And, and who's driving at that point? Is it, is it Kurt? Kurt? Yeah. Yeah. That's some... Impressive I mean, that's driving, a, yeah. Yeah, that's an RV thrown into reverse, racing out of the... That was pretty... Pretty impressive. Yeah. Fast and Furious. So they call, get out of the Thor. cave, and that's when Dana starts going like, fuck, Marty was right. Something is going on here. Somebody is doing this to us. This is like a puppet master type thing. Their only plan is, hey, the road kind of curves before the um, cave. So what we're going to do is jump our motorcycle from one road part of the road to the other. And Kurt's like, I can do this. I've done bigger jumps than this before. And so he revs up, launches himself over, and hits the fucking thing with the eagle hit. The barrier, the, like, barrier yeah. wall TV thing. And we see him fall all the fucking <laughs> way Thumping down. against the wall. She's like, no! Oh! No! <laughs> Kurt! Like, it just keeps going, and he keeps bumping into it. Oh, my God. Anyway. So they start... Um, taking off back towards the cabin they're going to figure out a different way through turns out that one of the buckners had climbed into the rv and nobody noticed them and he stabs uh, holden in the neck killing him wrecking the car and dana looks like she's going to drown in there right and so everybody downstairs is celebrating this is the end we did it yay mm-hmm. another successful um Ritual, and so they the, Dana starts swimming to the dock, and and the guard, the yeah, point of view, the point of view character is like, hey, but she's still alive. He goes, oh, her death is optional. Yeah, it does, it, like, she, if she dies, okay. If she lives, yeah. it's fine too. It's almost weird how we're rooting for her at this point now that we've put her through so much. But yeah, yeah. And so then everybody comes in, and they're like celebrating the deaths of everybody. And in the background, you see Dana being like as she pulls up from the water. Uh, the Buckner father has captured her and is like throwing her around and beating her up and everybody's celebrating, drinking beer. And yeah. then the red phone rings downstairs. And the maintenance team had the Buckners on the like pool or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, the maintenance team wins. Mm-hmm. Maintenance department. And then the red phone rings. And then the red phone rings. And so Hadley goes over and answers it. And he's like, no, that's what? No, that's impossible. What are you talking about? Are you sure? Which one? Huh? And so it, the, around that time, 
Uh, Father Buckner's getting ready to kill Dana, and he's swirling around his bear trap on a chain when Marty shows up and wraps the chain around his uh, bong. bong sword thing and uh, proceeds to beat the crap out of the Father Buckner. Telescoping coffee mug bong. And telling Dana, hey, follow me. And that's when Maintenance is like, hey, we noticed that, like, there's something going wrong upstairs. Like one of the wires was shorting out. We don't know what happened. And they're like, huh, that's weird. And we find out that Marty has found the hatch where the Buckners come up through. So now he's hot wiring it. So he hot wired it. That's what caused the the short, the short not to explode the explosion. And he's like, I've got an elevator down here. I don't know where it goes. And she's like, well, then why are we going to go in there? And he's like, where else are we going to go? So they get down into the elevator and they send it down and there's a zombie arm. Yes, there's the one of the Buckners, he's beat to death. He's or like, beat I had to, to pieces. I had to dismember and dispel him. Anyway, so there's this thing. <laughs> so they, they ride the elevator down and as they're riding down, like it's all glass on the elevator outside. Charlie and the glass elevator. Yes. Like that's all I could think of because it goes down and then it goes to the side. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this and is so weird. The first time it comes to a stop, they're standing there and a werewolf like runs up and hits the glass and starts howling at them. And they're, so they're like, like, holy ah! shit, what the fuck's going on? And then it starts moving again. And they're like, oh. And then it stops again. And then there's a ghost banging on the window. And they're like, ah! And then it starts moving again. And there's a ballerina with teeth for her face. Yes, a giant hole in her face with millions of teeth. And then on the other side, there's this guy who looks a lot like Pinhead, except he's got saw blades in his head. And he's holding the the puzzle sphere. Yeah. And she goes... Lament sphere. Sure. And he... Dana... Lament. sees him holding the sphere and she's like they made us choose and that's when it clicks for her she's like you were right you had it all right and he goes i know nobody ever listens to me <laughs> and then she's like no they made us choose how we were going to die mm-hmm. and that's when like they just feel defeated and like this they're surrounded and then it pans out and there's all of these like glass boxes full of all of the horrors yeah that it could have been so now the list that they were betting on makes a lot of sense and so you start oh look there's that one oh look there's mm-hmm. that one you don't see the merman yet though. nope there is uh you do see the there's like a weird robot contraption and i'm like how the fuck would that have worked i really want like because of this scene, there's so much more I want to see from the like, robot contraption. Yeah, we've watched Maximum Overdrive. Well, no, it 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 more made me think more of Chopping Mall. Like they've got these security robots that start murdering people in that movie. Well, there you go. But it reminded me kind of like that, and then kind of there was a '80s movie with um, Gene Simmons and um, Magnum PI, where they he has like robot spiders that he kills or sends to assassinate people. I can't remember the name of the movie off the top of my head, but like, I don't know. It reminded me of those. Um, I don't know, but God, I love this part. I love this part so much. (laughs) Uh, They get down, like they realize, Oh, the two people are in there. We need to kill the fool is what Marty and you know, the the stoner. Yeah. And then we, then we'll be okay. And so they bring up, the elevator. They're yeah. like searching for which box that they are in, and so they pull up the box. They're in thirty six oh six or whatever, and, and so they get a whole team ready to to shoot Marty. And 
Dana is in front of Marty and they're like, Dana, you need to move because they have to kill them in a specific in, in order, order. Yeah. And so they, they're like, ma'am, you come out of the elevator, just you. And she's like, okay. And the zombie arm grabs the, the guy holding a gun to them. Yeah. He freaks out, starts shooting at it. That's when Marty like shoves, slams him against the wall, like splitting his head open. Like yeah. a and splatter of blood comes out. Him and Dana both leave and they're like, Good job, zombie arm. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking zombie arm. Uh, so they get down uh, into the elevator area, and they realize there's like a little guard station, and they go in there because all the guards are coming out, and they're like, what the fuck are we going to do? What the fuck are we going to do? And they see there's a button for purging the system. Mm-hmm. And they're like, fuck it. Let's see what this does. They like flip all the switches and they purge the system, which causes all of the monster elevators to start opening. Like every and monster is getting released. Mom- <laughs> there's a moment they're hiding under the desk and they're like shooting at the window. And then it gets quiet for a second. And all you hear is bing, 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 bing. And they're like, Oh shit. And then, and then just all, all the, the monsters, monsters at once. Out. Yeah. There's a giant Cobra. There's a fucking unicorn. There's zombies. Oh my there's... God. The unicorn. I forgot about that. One. <laughs> there's like, bat demons unicorns do exactly what you think they they could do they're very stabby Mm -hmm. yeah anyway uh but yeah so all hell fucking breaks loose uh marty and dana dana are hiding behind the thing uh Uh, the monsters have wiped out this first group of people and then some more monsters start coming out there's like a fucking killer clown and it's just chaos monsters are running everywhere yeah killing killing everybody everybody that they come in contact with yeah uh, you see the intern from earlier, like, holding up a sign saying, like, help me, I'm just an intern, or something like that. And, like, all this just fucking madness going on. And Hadley and Citizen are like, fuck, what are we going to do? And so they're trying to save the situation. Yeah. There's an escape hatch that they, they've got. They're trying to get it open. Some scarecrow monsters break down the door and start attacking. Uh, they blow up the new POV guard guy, uh, which causes Citizen... No, uh, Hadley to get injured enough that he can't move, and then and he, he finally meets he, his yeah because he's been he's been lamenting that he didn't get to see a merman. It he would, just wants to see it would have been it would have been cooler if it was a merman. I just want to see a merman just once. I'm never gonna get to see a merman. <laughs> and so what attacks him but the merman? He's like, ah, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> Citizen tells him like, hey, like the merman's really gross to clean up after, and he's like, okay, but I just I want to see it. The merman eats him, and then you see like he the drinks blow-hole? the blood, and it starts spraying blood out of the blood hole. Yeah. Like, it blood hole the blood hole yes the blood hole <laughs> but yeah it's 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 he's basically not he's less man more sea creature yeah because he has the the fin and the the blow hole of like a dolphin or a whale and yeah. it just ugh, it is gross and so then the chemistry girl and citizen citizen are going into the like the panic room, I guess. Yeah. And giant um, snake creature grabs the chemistry girl. Yeah. What happens to oh, Citizen? Citizen goes down into the thing, run starts running down the hall. Around the corner, Dana pops out. She's holding the knife from the oh, Buckners right. and accidentally stabs him. Yes. Doesn't mean to, just he was running around the corner and she stabs him. And, and he, his last words are like Kill him. You have to kill him. <sighs> And she's like, what is going on? And that's when we meet the director. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sigourney Weaver comes out and is like, hey, so this is all part of a big ritual that happens every year. Like, we have to do this every once in a while. Uh, we kill 
four or five teenagers, uh, the gods that lived here before humanity are appeased for another season and we move on like yeah like you are you you have to kill marty you get to live if you want to but like marty has to die or else the entire world's going to to end to end so dana's got a gun on marty and it's like trying to decide whether or not to shoot him and scrawny weaver's like do it do it and she's like i don't know and she finally looks like she's gonna shoot marty when the werewolf pops up behind her and starts attacking her and marty sees it happen and doesn't warn her or anything because you know well she says i'm so sorry marty and he goes i'm sorry to dana because he sees the The werewolf werewolf behind her and so she gets attacked and he's like ha he grabs the gun and holds it on sigourney weaver but then patience yeah comes out at the end and starts attacking Sigourney Weaver's character. And he she kind of looks over at Marty like as a moment of like, hey, do it. And so he shoots her and both of them fall below the like platform the, or whatever. Whatever it the, is down there, yeah. Yeah. Um Oh, he also has the line about like, hey, maybe we humanity doesn't deserve to live if you have to murder all my friends in order for it to live. Like Yeah. And so him and Dana are sitting there at the end. Like, well, this sucks, but you know, we have each other. Yeah, like, and they they they're sitting there and they're smoking one last joint, and she has the line about like, or one of them has the line about like, I wish I could have seen them, like giant evil gods roaming the earth. That would have been a cool weekend. And then a giant hand bursts out of the ground and crushes the, the, the cabin of the woods. And yeah, it's like yeah, and that's the end. Ta-da. Cabin in the Woods. What do yes. you think of Cabin in the Woods? It was fine. It was a lot better now that I know about all the tropes and, and whatnot. But no, like, it's it's fun as long as you know the tropes. Um, yeah. This is how to do a comedic horror film. Like, it is a horror film, right? You get your, your wide-eyed stoners and boners. You get your gore. You get your, you know, zombie redneck family. Um, but you also have this kind of... You, you you also have the, you know, the, the layer of comedy in it. And uh, Bradley Whitford's character, I think, does that really well. I just think it would be cooler if it had a merman. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah no it was it was a lot of fun i think it was really well acted mm-hmm. i cared about the characters a little bit more their relationship to each other seems more genuine mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that i think a lot of these horror movies are missing is actual character development because they're not around for long so why are you going to develop their characters mm-hmm. and you're like okay i know exactly who's going to die first because i care the least about them yeah and it sucks um this movie does a, a really good job of having those characters with the chemistry that they do and fucking treating the stoners with respect because <laughs> God damn it, Marty. It, it was, it's, it was a good one. Like he was a good one. Yeah. I liked him a lot. He had this. the best lines. Yeah. What about you? I like this movie a lot. Um, Like the first time we went to see this, I was just so excited for it and it lived up to all my expectations. It does a lot of, uh, I mean, I don't want to like give Joss Whedon too much credit. Sure. But he is a pretty good writer when he's not being a piece of shit. He's still a piece of shit. But like it's a really 
well written. It's clever. It's uh, it's not. It doesn't fall into some of the other Joss Whedon stuff where it becomes too jokey. It is jokey. It has jokes in it, right. but it's not like the constant quippiness that you know when he does when he did Avengers. That was just a lot of quips. Which I like the Avengers movie, but like, it's just really quippy, and you know what I mean. Like, it gets one note. Yeah, and very easily. It, they don't do that in this one, which I'm glad. Uh, it does have a lot of like, like here's some of the issues I have with horror movies going on in it, mm-hmm. which at the time it came out were very, very much like a big part of like horror movies at the time. We had the the hostile movies and everything, and it's kind of like satirizing that kind of torture porn that was very popular at the time. And so there's a lot, there's a lot going on with this movie. Uh, I think uh, it's really good. It's really well acted. It's uh the directing really good i mean it's such an interesting bit of world building with like all the different monsters and all the different stuff down there it's just enough like i want to know more you know what i mean i I, tell me what this is going to be tell me what this is going to be and if he wasn't such a piece of shit i'd be like hey we should get a cabin in the woods too but you know what it's fine this one's good we don't need joss whedon to make any more money and the gods destroyed the world how is there a cabin in the woods too? They could go back in time or they could do, you know, they could do one of these for each one of the eras of horror films. That'd be cool. Because we, it, one of the things we see in the movie is in Japan, they have to do their, they're doing a ritual too. It turns out there's like five or six places throughout the world who do the ritual just so in case one of them fails, one of the other ones is a backup. But this year, everybody's has failed and America and Japan are both fighting over like, okay, well, we'll be able, one of us will be able to do it, but like, don't worry yet. And then Japan's fails and then they're like, fuck, we're the only ones left. We can do this still, but like. And the Japanese monster is very, very different. It's attacking a bunch of schoolgirls. It's a ghost girl, like a la the, the Ring or mm-hmm. Ringu. Um, and, you know, very weird ending where she gets turned into a frog and this sort of thing, which is hilarious because then we have the scene of Citizen uh, uh, yelling, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, to a bunch of like nine-year-old girls <laughs> over the TV, <laughs> which was hilarious. I really like this movie. There's a lot of really cool stuff in this movie. Uh, Joss Whedon still sucks, though. So. Yeah. Um, what about a menu? Would you do a menu for that? Um, There's not much food in this one. Yeah. I mean, I would do popcorn and beer because they celebrate. Uh, I I don't know. I would, if we're having a movie night, I would ask everybody to come dressed as the puppeteers instead. Mm-hmm. Because they were the, the, the viewers of the movie as much as like a build your own adventure type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like they were orchestrating it, right? But they, they still have to choose. Like that's a very big thing is they have to have free will. Yeah. They can't control everything, but they will control everything that they can. Yeah. So I think watching the movie dressed like one of the puppeteers, I think would be, you know. Clever, yeah. Yeah. Some some brownies, uh, Marty style maybe. Yes. <laughs> And everybody has to have a travel mug. It can just be a travel mug. It doesn't have to be a travel mug bong that can go into a lightsaber bat thing. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. And would, uh, I guess we get to the time where we read the movie. Sure. What kind of scale do we use? One to ten? Telescoping coffee mug (laughs) bongs? I'm leaning towards that already. Um, (laughs) One to ten choose your own death adventures? One to ten bear trap on the end of a chain. Oh, that is cool. One to ten monsters in a cell? Sure. One to ten monsters in a cell. I think that was the most, like, it literally 
that scene was maybe five minutes of the entire movie, but it made the It the is, movie. yeah, it is. Like, it's one of the coolest so parts. So awesome, yeah. All right, I like this movie a lot. There's a lot of really clever stuff to it. Divorcing any of the Joss Whedon stuff from it, uh, I would have to give this movie gonna go eight this is uh eight monsters in a cell this one uh is a really fun interesting movie uh it takes a bunch of the stuff we've seen before in these kind of movie and turned it on a head turned it and turns it on its head um i don't know i just really like this movie it's really enjoyable i wish we could explore this world some more but i don't want to give joss whedon any money uh try to just torrent this movie so joss whedon didn't get any, doesn't get a paycheck for it and then um but enjoy it anyway what about you I probably would have given it a seven uh-huh. had it not included Joss Whedon. So I'm going to say six monsters in a cell. Um, the first time I watched it in the theaters, again, I didn't have the breadth of knowledge that I do now. And so it hit kind of flat. And so I probably would have given it a three or a four. Like, it's fine, but like, whatever. Um, but yeah, now that I have the wherewithal and the sheer knowledge of horror movies, what's funny is like now when people bring up horror movies, I'm like, oh, I hate them. And they're like, oh, and then they think that I'm, I'm done saying what I need to say. And I'm like, no, I know <laughs> a lot seen hundreds of them. them at this point, but <laughs> I know a lot of them, but, uh, yeah, no, I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this one could have been a seven, but unfortunately Joss Whedon is a piece of shit which hurts to say but yeah like we were so we were so into joss whedon yeah, yeah the um dr horrible dr horrible blog. sing-along blog that was really good yeah anyway don't be a piece of shit yeah so that people can enjoy anything that you create yeah like if only like if you need a reason other than hey i don't, don't want to be a, a sh- shit yeah. shitty person this is this is one of those things like i I don't feel good about watching anything that he's a part of anymore. And I loved Firefly. Yeah. But and I loved Buffy and I loved, you know, all I, the things. I take comfort in knowing that um, because we've already given him the money, we have those things on like DVD and Blu-ray and stuff. So we yeah. don't, we're not giving him any more money. You know what I mean? We can watch yeah. him without like, we gave him money not knowing his piece of shit and now we're done giving him money. So yeah like i haven't watched that new show he did i'm not gonna watch anything else he has coming out he even did a shakespeare i never watched that one yeah but now i can't and it sucks because i love shakespeare see i'm fine watching stuff uh from him if i'm not paying for it because you know as long as i'm not giving him money i'm not like helping him but i'm like okay might be interested like it's not the other actors and producers and everybody else's that's true fault that he's a garbage person bradley whitford really mm-hmm. marty and uh hadley i think are my two favorite characters of this yeah they are they're pretty stand out so it's a six all right um so that's cabin in the woods uh if you enjoyed the episode you know recommend us to your friends and family check us out on twitter at murder she don't want instagram and tiktok at murder she don't Check us out next week where we're going to do another Cabin in the Woods movie. This one's going to be, I was thinking Cabin Fever. It's got the best friend from uh, Boy Meets World. Okay. They go on to a cabin in the woods and there's a disease floating around. And Oh, God. Yeah. It gets pretty pretty heavy. So um, oh, no. uh, it's, it's the first one that came to mind. Is there a different Cabin in the Woods movie that you want to do? I'd... We could do Jason 4. <laughs> Is that one also a cabin? 
I if I remember right, yeah. I mean, most <laughs> of I think the first like seven of his movies all take out take place in the woods. So see, that makes sense. It's when he starts going to space in Manhattan that I'm like, <laughs> what? This doesn't make sense. No, but Cabin Fever sounds good. Okay, so well, we're gonna watch the original Cabin Fever, not the remake, and we'll round out our cabin in the woods movies we didn't even plan this no nope. month <laughs> until, like, until oh yeah now we've done two we might as well do a third might as well keep going with it so yeah join us next week for cabin fever and remember we, we are, are not who we are, are. Yeah, let's do it. oh my god that so hi that's you